You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Coming to you from Classic City, the capital of the Bulldog Nation, it's time for another edition of the podcast designed for the most die-hard Georgia fans in the country. Here are your hosts, Tyler and Charlie. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA podcast brought to you by MyBookie, where you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere and right now guys through the entire month of september all new users who create new accounts that's be a brand new account but if you're a new user with a new account you can use the promo code uga today to get a 100 deposit bonus on that first deposit it's simple guys deposit 100 bucks get 200 to play with deposit 200 get 400 to play with so it's hard to beat that deal guys so get that done today again that's promo code uga but as you guys know i'm your host tyler and back with me again today as she will be each and every week during the season to make our picks of the week is my co-host charlie and charlie we have some changes in store for the listeners this year don't we we do. We have a few. I, I, I get the sense, like we did a little pre-show prep. I don't know if you're like 100% in full understanding of exactly the differences that we're going with this year. But No, I understand it. Okay. I just you don't just, like the layout. You don't love it. But no, you agree to like it. I don't like the layout because I like doing it chronologically. Yeah, you're a concrete person, which I am too. So I, I get that. It's a little bit different for us. So for this episode, kind of just bear with us. We're, we're, we're going to work out all the kinks here, but we'll have this going for you guys very early in the season. So just a, a quick little overview of some of the things that we are changing with these picks episodes this year. Obviously, we know this is SEC country, which means we know that most of you out there are primarily interested in SEC football. So yes, to start each of these episodes, we're going to open with a discussion of the biggest games in the SEC. This week, Charlie, there's not many, right? No, there are not. Like three? Three. Three-ish? Does that include us? Like, no, there's four. Four you if you include Georgia? Okay, so yeah, and they're not all SEC. Obviously, these are non-conference games, but there's four games involving SEC opponents that we would categorize as big enough to open the show with. So we'll go through those. We'll do that each week. But the biggest change, at least I think this is the biggest change, is that we aren't going to have like necessarily a list of games that we have to pick. Like the past couple of years, we've had like 10 games on the slate, and we give you our picks for each of those 10 games, even if we don't feel confident about those picks. And I didn't really love that setup because I want to give you guys actual games that we are going to be betting on, the games that we're actually confident in. 
these are going to be like the put our money where our mouth is type bets. You know, last year, guys, in the games I actually bet on between college football and college basketball, I was plus 84 units last year, which, you know, that's not bad. It's, it's pretty good. I, I feel good about that. So I want to make sure to help you guys get in on that action. You can use my bookie to get on that action as well. And then, so after the SEC games that we go through, we're going to give you our card. So the games that we're actually betting on, Charlie will give you hers, I'll give you mine. And there's no set number there. Sometimes we're going to go conservative, sometimes we'll go a little bit more. It just depends on the week, depends on the person. So that's a little bit of a difference there this year. And another change, and Charlie, I know you're very excited about this one. Do I even know about this? You know about it, yes, because you complained about it. Oh. The other big change here. Oh, no. Yes, yes. We are only picking against the spread this year. Now, I will caveat oh, that's here. that's not what I thought you were going to oh. say. What did you, you think I was going to say? The confidence pool. Well, I mean, we are doing the confidence pool. People, that was That's popular demand, Charlie. People ask, we respond, we give it and to it, them. And it brings me to tears almost What What confuses you more? How do the confidence pools or how a spread works? They both well no the confidence pool just hurts my he- hurts my head because you're moving things up and down but they're not necessarily going to where you want them because it doesn't ever work right on my phone. Oh, I mean Charlie gets frustrated with technology easily. The eighty four eighty four year old woman at heart that you are. Yes. I mean it's okay. You own it. I mean that's that's just the truth. It's okay. But we'll I'll help you with that, Charlie, if you need help with it. But we're only betting against the spread. Now, caveat here is that. We are going to allow ourselves to throw in over-unders, right? Point totals, right? And also team totals, that kind of thing. We'll do that as well, but we're not picking... I didn't know that. Well, Charlie, I did tell so you that. So my card is not great. I, I, don't have any, I don't have any over-unders today. Okay. Week one, I don't have any because I, I need to see these teams before I go there. That's, that's another level for me. So week one, that's a rule for me. I don't do that. Uh, but in future weeks, we will. Um, but just know we're not betting the money line. Like we're not, or we're not just saying, hey, this team is going to win. Like We're throwing that out because that's just too easy. Like Alabama versus Vanderbilt. Yeah, Alabama's going to win. That gives no one any insight. I don't think, right, Charlie? I mean, is anyone out there thinking Vanderbilt's going to be Alabama this year? I mean, it depends on which demographic you're... I don't think... I don't think... I think it's there's not like who less we're targeting. Than, less than 1% of Americans who know anything about college football would pick that. It's not who we're targeting. The right. people that would need to know that. Right. The people that... We have on our show, you amazing listeners, you guys know your stuff, so you know that's not going to happen. So we're not we're not just saying, hey, this team's going to win. That's too easy. We're going against the spray, which does make it more difficult, and it makes Charlie's head hurt trying to figure out, wait, wait, okay, minus means, but you, you know it, right? You get it. You just get confused sometimes. No, I just have to think really hard about it. Yeah, well, think really hard about it, because we're going to do a lot of that this year. So The more I look at it, the more confused I get, most days. Because I, guess I start talking myself out of it, of what I know. Yeah, I mean, that happens with, with sports betting. Yes, the closer I get to games, the more I talk myself out of picks that I felt really confident in when I first saw the lines. But No, I mean like the understanding of it. I'm making myself oh. sound real stupid right now. Well, you're, I, I will give you credit. You are a far smarter individual than I am. Like, did better in school, all those things. Did, yeah, you did. High school, definitely. I definitely did better than you in all yeah. areas of school. In college? I was good. At, I was way better at college than high school. Yeah, you did graduate college in what? How many years did it take you? Not very many. Three. I should understand why you wanted to get out of college that fast. I hated college. I don't understand that whatsoever. But well, we also know I'm not the life you're 80, of the party. You're, you were like, I guess when you were in college, you were like what about 72 years old at heart. Now you're sounds right. 84, 86. So yeah, I guess. All right. Anyway, so those are some changes. We uh, also I, hey, I love a good parlay. I've made a lot of money off parlays in, over the years. So we are going to give you a parlay each week. Charlie, do you have one this week? 
you don't have you don't have to you don't have to have one you don't have to have one you can always do a parlay those Charlie the parlay is the ones where you can actually just pick the winner you don't have to worry about the spreads I understand that but I didn't realize that that was an option to talk about sometimes I feel like when we're talking about things pre-show and a couple days before the show that it just doesn't register. You may have been saying it, and I was trying to remember what plus trying to and minus. Under, yeah, means you might have been trying spread. to. Yeah, you're deep in thought. Okay, fair, 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 fair. But we are going to give you a parlay each week. I'm going to call mine the parlay of destiny. I mean, yeah, that's what we're going to call. We're going to call it the POD parlay of destiny. And we'll also give you an upset special each week, which will consist of an underdog that we are betting on to win straight up on the money line. So I'll have that for you guys each week as well. Charlie just made a really strange looking face like you just didn't ate know about sour. that one either yes charlie i said that you don't have to have one it's okay i will i will carry the heavy lifting this week but in the future weeks that's what we will have i'm gonna need a outline i'm gonna i'm gonna send this to you in a text because i'm th- talking to you in person about it doesn't seem to register all the time so i will put this in writing for you to make this a little easier for you but anyway uh charlie i know you're gonna you have a lot of Things here for us. You're going to host it the rest of the way. I just want to introduce everything. Let everyone know what the changes were because apparently you don't remember all the changes. So that's somewhere in my head. But you are going to host this thing the rest of the way. Where are we starting? Well, I thought I was explaining the new rules. Did you really? That's part of my write-up I have in front of me, which I shared with you. Yeah, I did. And you didn't read. I I looked at the picks and things. So I was going to start by letting everyone know that Curtis is picking... Ohio State to win the national championship because he he got cut off the call earlier this week on the last show. Well, he didn't get cut off. He voluntarily left. He okay, but yes, he left. Yes, he had a Bama, Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson in the playoffs. Um, He, I got in contact with him yesterday. He is picking Ohio State to win it all, which mm, I don't know how I feel about that. I certainly hope Ohio State doesn't win. I think I'd pretty much prefer anyone to win over them. You're not Ohio State. Would you prefer Alabama to win over Ohio State? Yes. Because they've just been there. They've done that. It's old hat at this point. I what about this? Florida or Ohio State? Florida's not winning the national championship. I know championship. they're not going to, but like if it came to that at some point in the history of the world, which it has. Florida. Oh, no, 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 no. You're wrong. No. Well, they've both, no. They've both no. had Urban Meyer, so neither. You want the, the ultimate? World can implode. You want the ultimate will never, ever happen again? What? Georgia Tech. Or yeah. Ohio State. We'll talk about them later. Mm, we'll get to them. All right. Well, I'm going to try to improve my betting this year. Hopefully, the off-season research will help me out this season. But sometimes... You I were good chaos. last year. You you were over 500 against the spread. I was doing better. And then... You were like the, 58% against the spread, Charlie. That's very good. The beginning of the season went well. And then the last half of the season, you caught up with me. And yeah, then you had to I lead lost. on me against the spread for a while. Then I went on a little bit of a run the last four or five weeks. Yes. Right. But you, so, were, you were a formidable opponent, Charlie. We'll see how this goes. This is week one. It might be really... Do you have a Do you have a wager for the year? I, I, I have not thought about it. Mm, too much going on in your life? Yeah. Hasn't, too many hasn't, things to knit. Hasn't too many cats to pet. <laughs> no and no. No and no. No. Not that kind of eighty-four-year-old woman. No. Okay. Uh, no. De- uh. Yeah. No. Not a cat no. lady, huh? Not. 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 Not into cats. Sorry, all you cat lovers out there. All right. Charlie's so hater. let's go ahead and get this thing started. First up, we have Arkansas at Cincinnati. No, Cincinnati at, at Arkansas. Arkansas. See, you didn't read it. I didn't want to correct it because I wanted to you make fun of you. You didn't read it. I, no, I did. I did read it. I was just like, that's going to be really funny when she says that wrong. And you're like, Charlie, what are you talking about? But you caught yourself. You're smarter than me. You're smarter than Thanks. me. Thanks. This game is on at 3.30 on Saturday. 
Unfortunately, it's on at the same time as the Georgia game. I'm not happy about this. I mean, I'm glad that we're not playing at night in Atlanta, to be honest, but I would like to be able to see this Agreed, game. Agreed, but I would like to watch this Well, I'll this watch game. the game as soon as I get home. I'm, hopefully, I can get out of the Mercedes-Benz without anyone spoiling this one for me. Uh, uh, it's going to be tough. Gonna it's going to be tough. A lot, of, lot of fingers in my ears, but we'll see. Uh, the spread is six and a half. Um, I know you said earlier this week you have Arkansas going nine and three this season, which I, I found shocking. Uh, I definitely think the Hogs will win this one. Cincinnati lost a lot of talent last year, but I do think they will be able to keep it close. Like Luke Fickle, you're a fan. I mean, I think he's a pretty. Can you believe he's still there? Coach. He's still there. This guy's been the hot commodity for a couple of years now, and he's stuck right, around. Right, but if you like it, and you, don't need, to be, 12, you don't need to be. You don't need to be greedy. Sure. You know, yeah. don't mess with happy. Right, hundred percent, totally agree. Uh, it's the first game of the year. Never really comfortable with my picks in week one. I'm going to go with the Bearcats to cover this one. So put that one on your card? Yeah, I thought. That one? I thought. Okay. Oh, we don't have to put the SEC, the SEC games, games on our cards. The SEC games do not have to go on your card. There are so many things wrong with this. I don't, like, Charlie. But the, I didn't know. The whole point of the whole of the card is that we don't want to be forced into putting games on. Like telling us, hey, bet on this. When we, we don't, had to include the SEC games. We're, we have, we're going to talk about the SEC. We're going to talk about it, but you can say, I don't feel confident, confident enough to put this on my card, but I think... Well, I thought I was only talking about games that were on my card, and the SEC games had to be on your card. Oh, my gosh. All right. I, apparently, I'm just really bad at explaining things. Would you... What? You, what? Have, you totally agreed to all okay, this. Okay, so are you talking about... This game? I'm going to talk about this game. Okay, this one well, is actually on my card. Oh, okay. Well, it's on mine too. Okay. Because. Because you thought everything was on your card. That's what, I told, that's what I'm talking about, guys. Like, I, I knew they were going to. Charlie's breaking down here. Uh, I knew that there were going to be some uh, bumps in the road here because I, I. Charlie said she understood, but I was just kind of get the look. I was like, I don't think she's actually hearing me, but I'm not going to ask again because I don't want to annoy her. Um, but yeah, this is what I thought was going to happen. That's okay. Um, so, yes. you. So, you're going with Cincinnati to cover? Yes. Wrong. Okay. Hogs. I can't believe you turned your back on well, the Hogs the way you win, you but you I turn, think Cincinnati will cover. You turned your back on poor Sam Pitt. I don't know what he ever did to you. He didn't do anything. Hmm. He's a good coach. He's a great coach. Okay. Great man. We'll, we'll see Great on, American. We'll see you on Sam Saturday. Sam Pittman. Yes. You know what, Sam? Charlie may have abandoned you, but I've got your back, big man. Arkansas... Minus six right now. We're using my bookies lines, guys. So I know there's different lines out there. My bookie, you know, these lines are being up, especially week one, as the bets are rolling in. These things are changing. I saw these lines. Some, some of these lines change a couple times today. So by the time you look at them and bet on them, they might have changed. That's why as soon as you're hearing this, hop on my bookie right now, sign up, get your account going, use that promo code UGA, get yourself a double deposit, which is awesome. But I got Arkansas minus six here. This is at some points. This was like a seven and a half point line. I'm taking Arkansas here. And Cincinnati, we don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Ben Bryant or Evan Prater. I don't think either guy is going to be Desmond Ritter. Not right away. Um, they're good options, good players. But I don't think they're going to be Desmond Ritter right away. Uh, Cincinnati is still a very good football team. Luke Fickle's a fantastic coach. I agree with you, Charlie. Very, very good coach. But you're right. I love this Arkansas team. I got them going 9-3. and three. I have a massive, massive win total bet for them to go over 6.5 this year. So, it would um, really help me out if they did win this game, Charlie. It's at home, which I obviously think goes in their favor here. I think Arkansas is too strong line of scrimmage. You want to talk about this schematically real quick? I think they're too strong on the lines of scrimmage. It's year three with Sam Pittman. He's built that offensive line in, in not his image, but in the way he wants their offensive line to operate. I think they have too many weapons on offense. I love KJ Jefferson. I think he's a perfect fit for what they want to do and what Sam Pittman wants to do offensively. Cincinnati only has four starters returning on defense. Yes, Luke Fickle's a fantastic football coach, and he's a defensive guy. 
by trade. It's a lot of not just starters, but production. And like, I'm not, it's kind of like us. We're losing a lot of starters, right, on defense. But this is Cincinnati we're talking about. They don't replace those guys and reload the way that a team like Georgia does. So week one on the road against what I think is a very good Arkansas team. I think there's going to be some bumps in the road for that defense. I think Arkansas wins this game by a touchdown minimum. So give me the hogs here. Minus six. Put it on the card. I'm just going to let you fill out. I, I have my picks card, here, Charlie. Yeah, but I'll, I'll, on the shared yeah, form because yeah. I'm not going to be able to keep this right. You're I, I, Are you okay? You sound like you're having a rough trying one. Trying to make it to the long weekend. Having a rough one. We'll, yeah. we'll get there, Charlie. We'll get there. Got football tomorrow. All right. Well, for your evening viewing on Saturday, the Utah Utes are traveling to the swamp where Billy Napier will be making his debut as the Gators head coach. Uh, I did pick Utah earlier this week to make the playoffs, and I do think they'll leave Gainesville with a win, but I think it'll be a closer game than we want it to be. I want it to be. Mm-hmm. I would like Utah to just. To blow them out? Blow them to smithereens. Well, the, the spread is two, Charlie. So, closer game means you think it's going to be a one-point game. No, I mean, I think that Florida will cover. Is that what I wrote? Yes. So, you... Okay. So, you think it's going to be a one-point game. But I wish Utah would win by, like, yeah, of course. 20 points. Yeah, yeah. Because it's want Florida, that, and no one wants to see them Playing win. Playing this way. Do you think, like, the, the weather... I know this game is at night, which I think helps, but the humidity factor, do you think that works in Florida's advantage here? They're young. Yeah. I mean... Some of these guys are from Florida. Yeah. I, right? I, I'm ne- Utah, like, there's a lot of Mormons on the team, not as many as BYU, which is almost exclusively Mormons. You actually have some guys that come from, from Florida yeah. and around the country. I'm not sure how that'll factor into it, but, you know, the Florida players I still feel like are totally defeated after last year. Like, that was just... Yeah, God, they quit. I mean, they did. there's no way to put So we'll that. see what Billy Napier's been able to do during his short time down in the swamp. Again, I think Utah wins, but I'm going with Florida to cover. Yeah, I think the only way Florida wins this football game is if Anthony Richardson breaks out as like the superstar Florida fans think he's going want to be. Want him to be? Yeah. They desperately want him to be. They Agreed. need him to be. If he is that guy in week one, yeah, they could absolutely win this football game. I, I'm not sitting here saying it's, it's a done deal Utah is going to win. But based off what I know about both of these teams— Utah is a better team. There's a lot to learn about Florida because this is a whole new staff, right? And they're, they're, we don't really know. This is one of those. It's like it's tricky to balance. And I do have a pretty big bet already in this. I think I put this. I put that bet in like I don't know, like mid May, late May, something like that. So I, I feel good about Utah in this game, Charlie. But there is that kind of uncertainty. It's like for Florida, you just don't really know. Like, is Anthony Richardson ready to be that guy? What are you going to see with Billy Napier, the new system? Defensively, they got to be better than last year. You would think. I don't know. I, I think, but I think when you get down to it. If you're betting on this game, which I'm going to put this on the card, I've got Utah to cover the two and a half. Give me Utah minus two on the road in Gainesville. That does give me some pause. I understand that could be a tough place to play. But look, the, the swamp, like, I'm sure it's it's week one, first game of the year, new head coach. It's probably going to be a packed house. A big opponent coming in, at least a, a highly ranked opponent. But, Charlie, like, you watch some of these games. They have a hard time filling that stadium. And even they when, just took part of it out. Yeah, they're, they're reducing the size of that stadium to add more luxury seats, which is, I think you're going to see that more and more around the country. But, like, they can't sell season tickets. They're one of these teams you see their, their games at Costco, right? Just hanging there on the walls. Like, hey, get two for two for $59, three three hot dogs, two drinks. Like, okay, I've cool. seen Florida, South Carolina, and Rutgers so far. I haven't seen the Rutgers one. Yeah, I saw that on Well, I saw that all makes, of them on that, Twitter. That checks but, out. That checks out. You know. Yeah. Before it was on there, right? Absolutely. And this is, but this will probably be a big, this will be a packed game. And they'll be loud. But I don't think, like, the Swamp, I think, is, I've never been to a game there, but just watching, it doesn't seem to be as 
crazy an environment as maybe some other stadiums, and and it gets a lot of credit for that. But it'll be a good environment. It's on the road. Utah, though, I think here's what you have: you have continuity, consistency, and an identity versus Florida, which is all newness, mystery, intrigue, promise, hope, and. If that's what you're looking at, that's the matchup, give me continuity. Give me consistency. Give me identity. Cam Rising, returning starter at quarterback. They, Florida fans hope Anthony Richardson's going to be that guy. Utah fans know Cam Rising is that guy for them. Tavion Thomas, a running back, is a dude. I know you're losing Devin Lloyd at running back, but they are always on that side of the ball. I love the coaching staff there. I think this is a team that is ready to actually contend for a playoff spot. If they lose this game, Charlie, I don't think they can even make the Even if they run the table in the Pac-12, I don't think they get in. Because there's already a lack of respect for Utah or for the Pac-12 in Absolutely. general. If he lose to a, what I think is going to be a middling SEC team, even though it's on the road, I, I mean, it depends on what happens around the country. I think it really, really hurts their chances. But I don't think that's going to be in play at all. I think Utah goes into Florida, goes into Gainesville, wins this game. Give me the Utes. And Charlie, I know we've got a lot more games to get to, a lot more football to talk today. But before we do that, I just want to quickly remind all of our incredible listeners out there about our new sponsors, our good friends at MyBookie. Winning season, guys, has officially returned. We know the college football season is back, but it's also time for you guys to win some cold, hard cash as well. And with college football firmly back in action, there are plenty of opportunities to do that at MyBookie. And I am a longtime personal user of my bookie, and they have been very good to me over the years, and I know they will be just as good to you guys as well. And right now, they are offering you guys an incredible promo deal through the month of September. All you have to do is when you sign up for a new account, use the promo code UGA on your first deposit, and my bookie is going to instantly double your deposit. So if you deposit 100 bucks, you get 200. If you deposit 500, you get a thousand. It's that simple, guys. And you can use that money on whatever you want. There's no restrictions on what you can and cannot use your your money on with with that promo. Some sports books they do that. Not my bookie. That's your money. You get to use it how you see fit. So bet on team win totals. You got a couple more days to do that. Of course, individual games, contests, all the props you can imagine. And we're going to be giving you guys winners all season long here. That's the purpose of these episodes. And my bookie is the place to take this information and put it to use and win yourself some cash. So again, that's promo code UGA. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Okay. 
Well, since it is a holiday weekend, we have football to look forward to on Sunday as well. And the big game at 7.30 on Sunday night has the Florida State Seminoles and the Bayou Bengals meeting in New Orleans. I know this podcast is pretty high on LSU, Mm -hmm. considering Mm -hmm. the amount of talent in the program. But now Brian Kelly has the opportunity to prove to everyone that he can, in fact, hang in the SEC. He does have the opportunity to prove me correct, yes. I I don't know how this is going to go. Can he? Now that I've gone out on the 10-2 limb, um, I'm concerned about it, too. Right, but, like, even if it's just this season, like... Who knows what antics he'll get up the to? The fit is like how many you know, like the whole you know, the family, the dancing and the accent and the you know. God, what is this? I haven't thinking? really seen him do anything outlandish lately. Not lately, not lately, because the football season's getting closer. Yeah, so FSU wasn't as terrible last year as they were back in 2020. Still pretty bad. Am I remembering bad. this right? No, you're right, but still still not good. But they're still not great. They can improve even more this year. But in the first game, they're basically playing LSU at home. It's in New Orleans. It is, it, right. is, it is a home game. It's like Atlanta's a home game right. for us. Yeah. So the spread is three here. I think LSU will easily cover this one. Yeah. Um, I hope so, Charlie. Again, I, I went out on a limb earlier in the week and picked LSU to go 10-2 and two to beat Alabama, which I know raised some feathers and or raised some feathers, ruffled some feathers. You don't raise feathers. You ruffle feathers, right? Raise some alarm bells, I guess. But uh, I, I'm high on this LSU team. I watched the Florida State-Duquesne game, and I – you know, I was sitting there watching, and I was like, oh, God, man, they might be able to shoot. And I, wait, and I was like, oh, wait, they're playing Duquesne. Like, calm down, dude. Like, let's not draw any definitive conclusions there. But they did have three 100-yard rushers in that game. They looked good, but again, it's Duquesne. who's not even really a good FCS program. I do like Jordan Travis, a quarterback. I think he's gotten better each year. They were much better with him offensively last year when he was actually starting football games and not injured or not benched for mysterious reasons in favor of Mackenzie Milton. He's the guy this year. Unquestionably, he's the guy. He's dynamic with the ball in his hands as a runner. He's gotten better as a passer, but we need to see that against a quality opponent like LSU. He has some good players on that defense. But, yeah, I'm really high on this LSU team. I think Jaden Daniels at quarterback, if he is indeed the guy that's going to get the nod over Nussmeyer, I think he raises the ceiling of this LSU team a good bit. They have a lot of talent on defense, a great receiver core. I think arguably the best receiver core in the SEC, especially with Katon Boutte is the headliner there. Again, you mentioned, Charlie, it's in New Orleans. I think that's, that is a decisive factor for LSU. They are just tough to beat in that state. So give me, as you said, the the Bayou Bengals. Just an aside here. Wouldn't their name be so much cooler if they were actually the LSU Bayou Bengals and not the Tigers? Yeah. I mean, come on. What are we talking about? Bayou Bengals. Let's go. Like That's that's what you got to be. It's just like Auburn. Like It'd be way cooler if you were the War Eagles. I know that's their battle cry. But like It'd be way cooler if you were the Auburn War Eagles instead of the Auburn Tigers. I don't know. Just a, a thought. Just a thought. I don't know. Anyway, give me LSU minus three. Put that on my card. All right. Uh, typically we talk about the Georgia game at the end of the podcast, but since we're doing this whole weird thing, you don't like this either. No, it's fine. I just, again, you didn't read my write up and I did read your write up. So I just didn't want to like take your voice out of the equation. I wanted you didn't you to have to take have my voice, own. but you could have told me to rearrange it. Well, I mean, I didn't see into like. You got here, and we were about to But record. I sent it to you yesterday. Yeah, but I didn't want to like change it without talking to you about it. I, but I didn't want to be that That's what notes are for. I mean, okay. Do you know how the okay. cloud works? Okay. I mean, I I do. I just, I didn't, didn't think it was... Didn't want to use it? No, I didn't think it was appropriate. I didn't want to like do that to you. You worked really hard on this, and I didn't want to be like, oh my God, this is terrible. Like, let me go in there. It's like when you get a paperback from a professor, and it's like red everywhere. You're like, oh God. And it like, this defeats you. Your heart just drops. I didn't want to do that to you. I'm a nice guy. So it was horrible. 
I mean, that's what you're telling I didn't me. Say everything, that. everything. Well, you were sitting here telling me you should change this, you should change that. I'm like, well, I didn't want to change it everything. Needed red marker all the way through oh it. Oh my god. Well, Got I mean, it. okay. Okay. I'm glad that's what you took from that. So, 3:30 Saturday, Atlanta. Let's go. The reigning national champions. Boom. The Georgia Bulldogs. Yep, 1980, no more. Led by the mailman, a.k.a. Stetson Bennett. Is that Quavius? Not anymore, not anymore. No. New oh, haircut. That, you got a new haircut. It yeah. was not, it was, no, not the Stetquavius haircut. They will be taking on the Oregon Ducks. We've all heard the storylines leading up to this matchup. Most notably, former defensive coordinator at Georgia, Dan Lanning, is the new head coach at Oregon. Mm-hmm. Lanning knows Kirby. Kirby knows Lanning. Yada, yada, yada. Georgia's offense is going to be better this year. Our defense may take a small step back, but Oregon has some big guys up front on the offensive line. I could keep going, but you've heard it all here from Tyler earlier this week yep. throughout the summer. Talked about it a lot. Blah, 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 blah. The spread is 17. The dogs win, but Oregon's going to cover. So you're on the Oregon covers train? Yeah. I really don't want to be on that train, Charlie. I want to jump off that train. I want to say dogs roll, but I just... I can't jump off. Like my hands, like I'm holding onto the railing, leaning off, ready just to to abandon the train. But my hands, the last so Larry set, Munson. I can't let go. It's the Larry Munsonness. Larry Munsonness. Yeah, it, it is a lot of that. But also, I mean, yes, yes, yes. But Charlie, like I, I'm trying to look at things rationally, reasonably, and I look at the matchups, and there are some matchups here that I think. And maybe concern, I could use the word concern. Maybe that's not the right word, but I think bears some watching. This Oregon offensive line, as Rob Mosley from GoDucks.com told us earlier in the week, it is a very, very good offensive line. One of the best in the country. Not the best necessarily, but one of them is it's in the conversation there. They got a couple of super seniors. They have veteran dudes who play a lot of football, and they played good football throughout their career. And then on the other side, they're matched up against the Georgia front seven that has a ton of of inexperience. Yes, Jalen Carter's back. Jalen Carter's probably the best player on the field in, in this entire game. I think that's pretty fair to say. He'll be the highest draft pick of anyone out there. Maybe Noah Sewell, but no. Noah Sewell's not going to be a linebacker. He's going to be drafted higher than Jalen Carter. But then you've got a bunch of young guys. I mean, Zion Logue's played a fair amount, but you're going to be relying on guys like Nazir Stackhouse and Warren Brinson, who've played some, but not much. Michael Williams is a true freshman. He's going to get a lot of play. Whoever we're playing with an inside linebacker, whether it's Pop Dumas Johnson, whether it's Tresman Marshall, whether it's Smile Mondin, whether it's Jalen Walker, all these guys are incredibly inexperienced, have no meaningful experience whatsoever. And that is, I think, an interesting matchup to at least pay attention to. It bears watching. It's an interesting matchup there. So I, I think there are some matchups that could keep this game closer than like the overall talent edge that we have in this game would suggest. As we do have an overall talent edge, I like off. I like what we're going to be able to do offensively against this Oregon defense. I think the Oregon front seven's pretty strong, especially the inside linebacker. But I love our offensive line with Tate Rattledge coming back here. I think Broderick Jones is going to be fantastic for us at left tackle. I think we have a ton of weapons offensively all over the field. I think Setson Bennett's going to be the best version of himself that we've seen to this point. So I think we're going to be able to put up points, but I, I just don't know if we're going to be able to stop the run as dominantly as we have in years past. I don't know if anyone expects that, but... I'm very curious to see how that is is put into play. And then, of course, as I've been saying all offseason, just the unknown factor, especially when it comes to the Oregon offense and what that's going to look like. Have no tendencies, no film really to watch, relying on film from other teams, other programs, other years. And it's just really tough to identify matchups from that. So a lot of this is going to be about execution. That's what it comes down to, Charlie. Whoever executes better in this game is going to win. If we come out and we execute, we will win this game. And we'll probably, if we execute at a very high level to our standard, we will cover. 
I just don't know if that is what you should expect to execute at that level with so many new faces, especially on defense this season. I just, I don't know. I have questions there. I don't think it's a done deal. I think that we will, I think they will keep this game close in the first half. I think our depth and our experience, especially offensively, and just the overall talent edge will will carry the day when it's all said and done, and we'll kind of pull away late. But I still don't know if it's going to be enough to cover that. What I think right now it's at seventeen on my bookie. Is that where it's at? Yes. We could certainly cover this game. I'm not sitting here saying that's impossible, but right now, based on the circumstances around this game, I think Oregon's going to be fired up, backs against the wall, us against the world kind of thing. Dan Lane's going to have them fired up. Uh, I think our coaching staff has has an edge here as well. I'll throw that in there, but I think Oregon's talented enough and they meet that minimum talent threshold I was talking about earlier in the week to keep this game within that 17 points or right at it maybe a push but I think I'm going to say we do not cover the 17 and I want to be wrong Charlie I want to jump off that train I want to release let go but just can't quite do it I've been trying to talk myself into it but can't get there all right well that's the end of the SEC slate that we're going to talk about this week how many games do you have on your card Oh, After I think I had nine games total. So I mean, okay. So the Oregon George game is not on my card. I don't feel you have six other games you want. To I talk have six about. other games okay. I want to talk about. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about a couple of them? A couple, yeah. You have how many more do you have? I only have two because I thought we were doing. <laughs> I didn't go into group of five stuff. Hey, you may have, and I didn't bookie. know I could do parlays or pull up my bookie while I'm going I, through. No, not interested. I mean, no. Okay, fine. Fine. Okay, uh, I'm going to start Thursday night, Charlie. So when listeners are listening to this, it will probably be Thursday. So tonight, for a lot of you out there, I really like Penn State at Purdue. I really, really like the Nittany Lions. And I know Purdue's a really popular upset pick, and people are seeing them as a contender for the SEC West. I don't view Purdue in that vein this year. I did at one point early, like way early in the summer, like in early, early May, late April, like after the spring games and whatnot. But there's been some developments with Purdue. Obviously, they lose David Bell, who was their best receiver the past couple years. He's gone off to the NFL. We knew that was going to happen. But the guy who they had kind of penciled in, or like written in with pen to replace him, Milton Wright, um, he's academically ineligible. He's out for the year. Cannot play. So I have serious questions about who Purdue's offensive weapons are. Aiden O'Connell is a very good Big Ten quarterback. He's arguably the best Big Ten quarterback outside of C.J. Stroud. I think J.J. McCarthy might have something to say with that if he ultimately ends up winning that job at Michigan. But Aiden O'Connell is very good. But who is he throwing the football to this year? I have questions about that. Um, and then on the other side, Sean Clifford is like, he is who he is, man. Like, he he's he's not as bad as people want to say he is. He's, he's mobile. He gives you something in the run game. But he has some weapons to work with this year. Parker Washington, a receiver. Mitchell Tinsley, who's a 1,400-yard receiver, transferred in from, from Western Kentucky last year. Those dudes can play out wide. Nick Singleton, they've had issues in the run game. Nick Singleton is a former five-star running back. He's a true freshman, but I think he might be that guy from the running back to kind of change their running game fortunes. Penn State's going to be much better on defense. Purdue actually was really good. or Not really. They were good defensively last year. That was the strength of the team. People thought it was offensively, but throughout most of the year, it was it was that defense. I know the, the uh, Music City Bowl against Tennessee would – mislead you if that's all you if that's the only time you watch Purdue which I know for a lot of people it was but throughout the years the Purdue defense that was carrying that team they were top 35 in scoring defense but they lost all their best players off that defense last year and uh, I think Penn State's gonna be pretty good on defense you got guys like like PJ Mustafer, Joey Porter Jr. back in the secondary I think Penn State is clearly the more talented team yes it's on the road it's 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 in West Lafayette, and I, I know that gives them a little bit of an edge, but that's not like the most hostile environment on earth. And Penn State's had all offseason to prepare for this. I think 
Penn State's just a, a better football team. So I'm a, I'm gonna take Penn State minus three all day, every day, hundred percent. All right, sounds good. You like that? You like that one, Charlie? You don't like watch that. that game? Are you more excited about that game on Thursday night or the backyard brawl, Pitt West Virginia, renewing the rivalry? Probably Pitt West Virginia. JT. Yeah. Are you rooting for JT? Uh, Why not? Um, he didn't do anything wrong. He was a good teammate. No, he didn't. I just West Virginia. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. You hate West Virginia, huh? No, I hate just, the country folk. I mean, I'd like to you? see Pitt do well. I guess underdog. Most people don't give him credit for what they won the ever. ACC. Yeah. 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 They're not the underdog this year, but like generally speaking, they're underdog. historically. Yeah, historically underdog. Yeah. Except All for right, whole I see thing. you have the Illinois Indiana game next. Yes, I do. I, I don't know if I want to put this on my card, Charlie, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm try, I, I'm afraid that I got kind of hooked on Illinois. Not hooked on them, but I got talked into this by watching them beat up on Wyoming last weekend. And Wyoming is, admittedly, very bad. Like Their quarterback was 5 of 20 for 30 yards passing, Charlie. They didn't even try to throw the ball. It was, they're horrible. Illinois is not a great team. I think they're a 6-6 six and six team. I think they can get to a bowl game. But... Chase Brown, I don't, I don't know if you're watching that game, they're running back Chase Brown. Yeah. That dude is a stud. Like, he is the truth at running back. Now, they don't have a ton of weapons out wide. Isaiah Williams is a guy that can make some plays. He has moved over, made the transition from quarterback. Really athletic guy, but still trying to learn how to play that position. Tommy DeVito is now at quarterback. He is certainly not a game breaker, but he brings some stability to that team. Indiana was very bad last year, Charlie. They won two games. They were very, very, very bad. I don't know how much better they're going to be. Connor Bazelak, remember that name, Missouri? Yes. He's now the quarterback at Indiana, but he transferred for a reason because he wasn't good. So I don't know. It's at Indiana. Not really a hostile environment there. I like the fact that Illinois has a game under their belt to kind of get the feel for playing an actual football game again. So give me Illinois plus three. This is probably the one I'm least confident in, but yeah, give me the Fighting Bielema's plus three. All right, Charlie, before we move on, I want to take one more quick break here to remind everybody about Alumni Hall. You still have a couple of days left, guys. Time is running out, but you've got three or four days here to get your Georgia football 2022 game day gear from Alumni Hall. All you have to do is use the promo code GLORYUGA, all caps, no spaces, online or in store. In fact, I don't even think it has to be all caps, just no spaces, GLORYUGA. And hey, you can get that shipping here fast. You can get it in time for game day. Or if you're in the Athens area, you can stop in store. And that's in the Epps Bridge Shopping Center. And uh, it really is, guys. It is just like paradise on earth for me when I go in there. I I get this special little feeling in the pit of my stomach. Gotta love it. So stop in there today. Shop online. Got a couple days left. You have anything and everything you want. Whether it's actual gear you're going to wear to the games or wear at home while you got your tailgate with all your friends. Uh, anything you need for your car, if you're going to the games, tailgate stuff, whatever you need. Flags to decorate your home to show everyone who you're rooting for and why you're better than them. Alumni Hall, they got you covered for all of it, guys. So again, that's promo code GLORYUGA, no spaces. Alumni Hall, where the bulldog shop. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. 
Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. All right, what do you got? You got one here. All right, are you putting the Notre Dame game on your I'm card? I'm not. Okay. I am. Okay. I feel like I, 17, I thought long and hard about it. I feel like 17 and a half is a lot. Um, so you're going with Notre Dame. To cover, yeah. To cover in the horseshoe. Yeah. Is, this, is that because you hate Ohio State? Is that a principal play? Like, I, I, I hate Ohio State I think I'll probably play? end up regretting it, but I just hate Ohio State so much. And But I do think Notre Dame, like, they have a pretty good defense. Yeah. They, I mean, Isaiah Marcus, Foskey rushed the passer is one of the best in the country. They have Marcus Freeman as head coach now. Yeah. Um, oh, I know, you're, I know you're all about uh, Marcus Freeman. He is very attractive. Player. Okay, okay. Marcus Freeman or Brian McClendon? I know you're a big Brian McClendon fan. Marcus Freeman? Really? Cortez Hankton, throw him in the mix. I know you're a big Cortez Well, he fan. works at LSU now, so. Eh. Okay. Okay. Marcus uh, Freeman. But yeah, so Marcus Freeman, not, 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 not the best game to have as your first Oh, the one that blew the, blew the massive lead in the Fiesta Bowl? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. And then again, now you faced your first regular season game, Ohio State? Yeah. Yeah, it could be really intimidating for him. We'll think, I don't know. I think he handle, he can handle it. Well, it's going to come down to the players. He, I think he can handle it. Um, he's done so well in the media this past week. I know that one reporter mentioned the spread was 17 and a half, and he acted like he didn't know that and said he was going to use it in a meeting with his <laughs> players. So... I think that was probably a lie, but you, try you to think, play it Charlie, off. Try yes. to play it off. Um, I mean, the Buckeyes are going to win, obviously, but I still feel like 17 and a half is a lot. So, On a scale of 1 to 10, how shocked would you be if Notre Dame pulled the actual upset? I wouldn't be too shocked because it is the first game of the yeah, season. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like the first game. So if you can catch them by surprise and hope that yeah. Ohio State makes a bunch of mistakes. That Ohio State Notre offense Dame, is so loaded, though. Yeah, well... Never but know. you're right, Isaiah Foskey, if they can pressure if they can pressure Stroud, then yeah. all bets are off. So yeah, Notre Dame to cover. Minus 17 and a half. Okay, or plus 17 and a half. All right, that's a, Charlie, that's a good Don't one. Don't confuse me with the pluses no, and the minuses. I, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. I know that throws you off. All right, uh, my turn again? Yes. All right, I'm going to go, I got two, I'm going to go two here real quick, okay? I got two in the ACC, and they're both playing G5 teams. I'm shocked by this. The spread? Yes. Yeah, this is crazy to me. Like, it's, I guess it's, it's like somebody just, knows. This is a classic. Somebody knows something I don't know. Spread in the sports books. They they make a lot of money, and they so they know. They just screwed around last weekend, and I guess that's they why screwed around it is for a little while. But it's been like that all off season. Can you guess which game we're talking about, listener? UNC. He's talking about the Tar Heels at Appala- at Appalachian State. Charlie, how do you feel like when Power Five teams go on the road to G five schools? This is so weird. I don't know. But UNC isn't like a powerhouse football. No, like, but it's still a power. I mean, I mean, not football, but like it's North Carolina is a major brand in college still athletics. Still be pretty cool to play there, though. Boone is an awesome little town. Right. Yeah, that I, I would not. I'm fine with that. Like that. That's what Miami did this a couple years ago. Mark Rick, your boy, our boy, took Miami down there, and that was actually a pretty good game. But oh, actually, I think take it back. It wasn't a great game. Um, North Carolina is a one and a half point favorite here. And I understand. I mean, I get it up to a degree. Appalachian State's a really good program. North Carolina's losing a lot from last year's team. Sam Howell's off the NFL. They were really disappointing last year. I, this is an overreaction to last year, Charlie. Like last year, North Carolina was a preseason top ten team. Everyone was expecting them to go and do big things. Like our, our guy Brett Siancha from Pick Six Previews. 
I mean, I hate to do this to the guy. Had him in the college playoff last year. Did Sam Howell get drafted? He got drafted, yes. Okay, I don't remember. He it's did a long get drafted. He got drafted. He got drafted. Um, but I think it's an overreaction because yes, they were very disappointing last year, but there's still a good amount of talent on this team. Mac Brown has done a good job rebuilding that roster and recruiting, and those guys are there. I mean, Travis Shaw, we all wanted him at defensive line. Tony Grimes at quarter at cornerback, that's a guy you all know from recruiting. We wanted him. Both those guys are in North Carolina. They've recruited well. Drake May was a big-time quarterback recruit. They have some players. Now, they've got to go out there and actually perform, but they are a much more talented team than Appalachian State. Appalachian State's a very good G5 program, a very talented G5 program. We know that. But I think part of my attraction to North Carolina in this game is I think too much is being made of this as a potential upset. Like, Charlie, when, when everyone's talking about a game being an upset, it usually doesn't tend to happen, right? Because it, it alerts the team that they're saying it's going to be upset, saying, oh, hey, we think this team might upset you, and like they feel disrespected. I think that's kind of happening here. If you're a North Carolina Tar Heel, a player, and you see that you're only a one-and-a-half-point favorite against a G5 team in state like that, that's got to rub you the wrong way. I think they're going to come out firing in this game. Um, I think yeah, I think they have too much talent. Chase Bryce is fine at quarterback. He's okay, but I like North Carolina's weapons. I know Florida A&M was, kept that game. They were shorthanded, kept that game a little too close for a while last week. But Carolina pulled away, and they had a lot of new guys. Drake May and his uh, debut as a starting quarterback, five touchdowns. Josh Downs is as good of a receiver as there is in the country. They had a couple really good young running backs, a good tight end room. I think they're good in the secondary. I, I don't think Appalachian State's going to get blown out here, but give me North Carolina. If, I'm, if it's one and a half, that's all I have to give. Give me the Tar Heels to cover the one and a half on the road. Can I add that to my card? You want to add it? Add it, Charlie. I didn't know it was an option. I don't understand. Charlie, I literally said, look at my bookies' lines and pick games that you like. I don't, like, how could I have said that more clearly? I want I want to be better, so tell me, how could I have said that more clearly? Uh, you can blame it on me. I'm not going to blame it on you. Skills. I'm just going to confirm. I'm going to do a better job confirming that you're hearing what I'm saying. Um, all right, I'm going to stay in the ACC. Another one, this is not as surprising, not as stark. NC State, Charlie. A lot of high expectations for the Wolfpack this year, right? Good tennis team. Very good tennis team. Good women's tennis team. Much better women's tennis team. But yes, good tennis team. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. Yes, they've beaten us two years in a row, which I don't like. we got to change that. But they're good. Um, NC State minus 11 at East Carolina. It's a very similar setup. This is an in-state, not rivalry, in-state matchup, P5 versus G5. And it's on the road. Again, like, what is NC State doing playing in East Carolina? That make, like I get UNC going to Appalachian State because Boone's cool. Like what? Why are they going to East Carolina? This makes no sense whatsoever. Whatever. Uh, but East Carolina has traditionally been not good at least over the past five six years. Last year they were surprisingly decent, seven and five year for them. Holden Ellers is back at quarterback. He was pretty good for them last year. Not great, but good and solid player. And ar- this could arguably be the biggest game in stadium history for East Carolina. Like it easily could be. But man, I think NC State's just too good. I see NC State as a legitimate playoff contender I'm not picking to go to the playoffs I think they could potentially win the ACC and if they do that and they can beat Clemson in, at, in Clemson then hey man like all bets are off they could potentially go to the college World playoff I just like 11 points that's all I'm giving here if, if NC State's healthy on defense they, they were a top 25 defense last year and they were just banged up all year long those guys are back they're healthy they're awesome at linebacker Devin Leary's back for another go around the ACC preseason player of the year and uh he's great at quarterback I think that this NC State team, I don't love NC State offensively. I don't love what they do offensively, schematically, but defensively, they're really, really good. I think it's going to be a top 15 caliber defense all year. I don't think East Carolina can score enough to keep up with them. Give me the pack, minus 11, on the road at ECU. What do you think about that one? You like that one? Yeah. You like, But you like Carolina better? 
Yes. Okay, fair enough. All right, what you get another one here? I only have one more, and it's the Monday night game, which I don't know why this is even a big game. Did you, okay, so you're going to the Clemson... George Tech game? Yeah. Did you see the news today? Apparently their athletic director was like on 6A the fan or something. I didn't catch it. I just heard about it. And Who, he's, who's they? Uh, Tech. Because they're technically a home team here, right? Okay. So they are capping the attendance for the game at like 41,000 or something like that. 45,000. Like just For over, the whole game? For the whole game. I, and, I, and I don't understand why someone... I, I, I just actually caught this before we came on here. So I need to look more into this, but... Apparently, they're capping this game at like 45000 I don't understand why. I'm trying to think why. I, I understand why. I don't understand how. Why? Why would they cap the attendance, Charlie? Because tech sucks. I think the only thing I can think of is they're afraid that Clemson fans are going to fill the stadium. Well, It's going to be a duh. road game. That's the only thing I can possibly think of here. Because they're like, oh, yeah, Clemson fans are going to come to Atlanta, go to Mercedes-Benz, and watch their team play week one. Well, it's going to be 41,000. Labor Day weekend. It's going to be 41,000 Clemson fans. So they don't, I, I mean, I got, that's, that's what I was there thinking. There might be two Tech fans That's there. the only thing I can think of. That's crazy. How embarrassing, if that's truly the calculus, how embarrassing for your fan base, for your program. Like, just quit. Just stop. Like, if that's, like, you have to cap attendance because you're afraid that the opposing team is going to have more people and going to take over the stadium when what's supposed to be a home game for you. That is one of the most embarrassing things I've ever heard in the history of college football. And, of course, it's Georgia Tech we're talking about. Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. What is your, what's your take on this one? Well, last and certainly least, Georgia Tech, Clemson, Monday night. Mm-hmm. It's football. It's what football. is it? Bashing. Yeah. Hey, Charlie, this game was close last year at Clemson. Yeah. Well, the spread is 21. I think Clemson covers it. You, you have faith that Clemson offense get back on track? I mean, Jeff Collins is just... Uh, I mean, it's a sinking ship. Yeah. And the players know it, too. He's gone after they have, this year. They literally have to know this. Yeah. And yeah, you get Clemson right out of the gate. Yeah, I think Clemson is eager to prove last year was a fluke, you know, and that was just a, a minor blip on the radar. So I like that one, Charlie. I'm not going to put it on my card, but I, I like that one there. Um, yes, I do have a couple more here, Charlie. We are, Actually, I only have two more because I already did LSU. I did Utah, right? Yeah. All right, so I got two more for you here, and I'll give you my upset special. You're um, supposed to do an upset special too. You don't. We. You have already reacted to that, Charlie. It's the second time. This is how little you listen. You've already been like, "What upset special?" You said upset special earlier oh this God. episode. Yes, Charlie. Oh. Yes. Roll oh. the tape back. I don't have an upset special. Yes. I thought you said parlay. See, that's what happens. You're trying to like. You're trying to process one thing, and then I say something else, and you just completely miss it. Yeah, I'm a little. I'm, I'm long. Tired. I know it's been a long week, and you, you do look tired. Today. You look tired today. I, I will. I will give you that. It's okay. I'll give you a break on this one. All right, I got two blowouts here, or two big spreads. I don't normally like the big spreads. They kind of give me some pause there, but I got Ole Miss minus twenty one and a half versus Troy. I hate the hook. I don't like hooks. Hooks give me problems. I don't like the hook here. But Troy was five and seven last year. Yes, they do have like seventeen stars returning, which is like hmm, okay. But they were not good last year. It's Troy we're talking about. Ole Miss is just better. I think Zach Evans is going to have a coming out party against Troy. Not that anyone's going to be watching. Can you have a coming out party if no one's watching outside the state of Oxford, Mississippi? But I think Ole Miss just simply has far too much firepower. I mean, Twenty-one and a half. That's it. I mean, defensively, we know Ole Miss has got problems. They always have problems, but they still blow out teams like this, generally speaking. So give me Ole Miss at home minus twenty-one and a half to to beat down on Troy. And here's another big spread. Again, I don't don't like big spreads, but I like this one. Oklahoma, Charlie. You're high on Brent Venables. Do you think the Oklahoma defense is going to be a lot better? I know you were telling me about that a little bit earlier. Yes. We talked about that on the... You had them in the playoff. I do. Yeah. All right. So maybe I can talk you into putting this on your card. Oklahoma. Uh, Minus 31. Minus 31. That's a big number. I don't like big numbers either. But UTEP, Charlie, they just... Okay, listen, hear me out on this. UTEP. I know nobody cares about UTEP. Texas El Paso. They were 7-6 last year. They were surprisingly decent-ish last year. 
but they just got beat at home last week in week zero, 31 to 13 by North Texas, who was six and six last year. Still not taking it. You're telling me that Oklahoma is not two touchdowns better at home than North Texas was? North Texas beat this team. They beat UTEP in, in El Paso by 18 points. So we're saying that Oklahoma at home is not two touchdowns better. It's a risk I'm not willing to take. And, and normally it's not when I'm willing to take either, but th- this is, it's usually conference play when it comes to those kind of things for me. But this non-con game, Oklahoma is just that much better. Jeff Levy, you know, Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss, speaking of Ole Miss, get a lot of credit for putting up a lot of points. Jeff Levy was the guy doing that. He was the one calling the, he was the primary play caller. He's now reunited with Dylan Gabriel from UCF, and they're in, in Norman now. And they're going to put up big numbers. I think they're going to want to go out there and just light the scoreboard in their first game and show everyone what's up with the fan base excited about this team, this offense. So I think Oklahoma covers the 31. And you know what? They might cover it in the first half. It wouldn't shock me. But give me Oklahoma there to cover a big spread that I don't normally love, but big spread. Cover. All right. Upset special time? Upset special time? Can we do this? Did you talk about Ole Miss? I what planet are you on Did right you now? Talk about yes, that? Charlie. What planet are you on? I know you dropped your phone and you were looking for your phone, but dear God, was that just now? Okay, you. No, can... that was Oklahoma. That was Oklahoma. I did Ole Miss just before Oklahoma. I thought you were talking about. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So you've talked me into the fact that I am not in the wrong with all the all the confusion on this episode. I don't. You're recall. just not hearing me. Oh I don't my recall God. Being told are you to honestly? Have... Honestly, are you okay? I no, I maybe not. I don't recall being told to have an upset special, mm-hmm. have parlays, uh-huh. have a card that's not mm-hmm. including the SEC game. But, but you understand now. So moving forward, we've got it. I'm confirming. Do we have this? No. So you still want me to send you a text I and need a have it in writing? Bulleted list. Okay. Of what is to I can be I can included. certainly do that. I can, I can do that. We can make that happen. All right. I have an upset special. You might not have one, but guys, I will not let you down. I've got one for you today. And this one's way off the radar. You probably don't care about this game, but you're going to care about this game if you put money on it, and it hits for you. I've got Syracuse right now. They are a four-point home underdog against Louisville, and they are plus 153 on the money line. I feel actually pretty good about this one, guys. I mean, Syracuse... Has 16 starters back. They're one of the more experienced teams in the country. A lot of returning production. And among those stars, you got Garrett Schrader at quarterback, Sean Tucker at running back, who together combined for nearly 2,300 yards on the ground last year. Louisville was not great against the run. They were gave up 157 yards a game last year. Now, Malik Cunningham, he's the, he's the X factor here for Louisville. He is awesome, and he does concern me because that guy is just a playmaker extraordinaire. But outside of maybe Marshawn Ford at tight end, they lost almost all the receiving yards. Tyler Harrell, who's going to be that guy for them at receiver this year. Well, he transferred to Bama. He's no longer there. And I, I do think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. So maybe if you want to take a an over-under, go over the, uh, let's see what it is. The over is 56.5 points. I might, man. Do I want to add that to my car, 56.5 points? a lot of points. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stick to my principle. No no point totals in week one. But there's going to be a lot of scoring in this game. But you know, Syracuse was a top 20 defense last year. There's that. Tony White has very quietly done a good job defensively at Syracuse. Just no one knows about it because it's Syracuse and they're usually terrible. But here's the big reason why I like Syracuse. Not only is it the starters coming back, especially quarterback and, and tailback, but they have a new offense coordinator in town, Robert Anai, who might not mean much to you guys, but he's been the offense coordinator the past couple of years under Bronco Mendenhall at Virginia. And it's not just Robert Anai. The entire offensive brain trust from Virginia the past couple of years has come to Syracuse and they've taken over the offensive reins of that program. 
I think that's important because Garrett Schrader is very similar in his skill set to guys like Bryce Perkins and Brennan Armstrong that Robert and I did wonders with at Virginia the past couple of years. I mean, if you watch Brennan Armstrong play, guys, it's, it's so much fun to watch him play, but he is not a classical passer. But they were able to take his skill set and what he does well and he's a mobile guy just like Bryce Perkins was. Neither one of those guys are true like drop-back passers, but Robert and I and company had this just crazy, creative, and insane, unique offense, and they're going to bring that to Syracuse with a lot of the guys that kind of fit the profile of the players they were working with at Virginia. So I think that Robert and I is going to get the best out of Garrett Schrader, the best out of Sean Tucker, and this Syracuse offense could be pretty interesting. They'd be pretty good. It's also in the dome. The artist formerly known as the Carrier Dome. Now I think it's the JWA Wireless Dome, something like that. So I know that none of you are going to be watching this game. It's completely off the radar, but I'm trying to give you guys winners here. And if I'm going to give you an upset special, this is a money line pick here where you're going to pick the underdog outright to try to win some big money here. I think Syracuse is a good bet here. I really, really, really do like this Syracuse team. So that's my upset special. Syracuse plus four, minus 153 on the money line to take down Louisville straight up. And do you have a parlay to close out the show? I don't know, Charlie. Do you? No, I don't. You don't, do you? But you know what? Yes, I do. I was prepared today. Yes, Charlie, I do have a parlay of destiny. And it's a a very conservative three-team parlay to to start the season. I've got TCU to win. We're just taking the money line here. TCU to beat Colorado. North Carolina, this is the this is the iffiest one of the, of the bunch, but I feel good about this, Charlie. North Carolina simply to win, to beat Appalachian State, and I'm going to go North Carolina State to beat East Carolina. And if those three teams parlayed together, that gives you a plus 156 odds. So there you go, guys. That is the very first of this glory UGA parlay of destiny. And uh, I like a good parlay, guys. And we'll get a little riskier as we go. We might add another team. I don't like to go more than like, more than four is. Uh, well, how but, many times have I gotten texts from you and you're like, of course, one team loses? Well, yeah, that's usually when I have like a five or six game parlay. And I've learned my lesson on those. It's, whenever I do like anything more than like four, it's always like, nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. Oh my God, one team screwed me. And they usually screw by me like by like one point. Yes, it's always like the most insane way to lose a game. And it's like, oh my God, shoot me in the face right now. But that's why we're going three, Charlie. Very conservative to start things off. So again, that's TCU to win, North Carolina to win. And NC State twin on the money line gives you plus 156 odds there in our very first week one parlay of destiny. So, Charlie, next week, what are you going to have ready for the show? I can have anything I want, basically. Yes, Charlie, you've got it. Yes, your car can be any teams you want. We're going to talk about the SEC teams first. They don't have to go on your card, but then they but they can. You're going to have a card. You're going to have an upset special, underdog to win outright, and a little mini parlay. Can we do that? Did you hear me? Oh, don't worry. I'm gonna. What I'm, am I allowed to have? Oh my god! Don't even start with you. I'm. I'm going to text you this. I'll text you. I'll email you. I'll write you a sticky I want note. It written would you like on a tattoo? Paper. No, I would like it written on paper. Of course you would. 84 year old woman. Of course you like it on paper. Uh huh. Parchment. It works for me. Okay, we'll do that. All right. Well. Parchment. That's that's old paper, Charlie. Right, but like, come on. Papyrus, even. <laughs> no, we're not going that old. Okay. All right. We good? You done? Yeah. You ready for this game? Ready as I'm going to be. You're going, right? You're going to be down there? Yeah. Of course you are. Of course you are. I don't All have right. the best seats, but you know. Well, if we got into the university, you didn't like try to sell those and buy some other ones? I'm too lazy for that. Or are you? Oh, you're, you You said you're like second row from the top, something yeah. like that? Yeah. Yeah. Too lazy for that? Yeah. All right. But hey, you're in the stadium. That's all that matters. But hey, guys, enjoy the heck out of this weekend. 
For Charlie, I'm Tyler, and of course, we can't get out of here without this. Go dogs, baby. Go dogs. So much energy, so much energy. All right, guys, have a good one.